0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Thursday, October the 27th, 2022, and we're continuing our study of the big book in the chapter, More About Alcoholism, on page 37, the fourth paragraph, Our Behavior is Absurd. Today's readers are the 12 steps. Marge E, 12 Traditions, Sarah M, and readers of the text, Chris M, Martha Z, and Reva P. The share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, October the 26th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 19564 and the 10 a.m. meeting 19565. OA Preamble. To carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision For You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marge E. to read the 12 Steps. Good morning, Marge.
1: Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. This is Margie from Massachusetts. Um, compulsive overreader, recovered but not cured. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and to compulsive overreaders, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service in October, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Margie. And Sarah M. will read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Sarah. Press star 1 to unmute, Sarah. Reva, have you got the 12 traditions there? Reva P?
2: Sarah M? Yes, just hang on a sec.
3: This is Sarah M. Sarah M, please go ahead. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on out, outside issues since the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our, our public relations policy is based on traction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service.
0: Thank you, Sarah M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book, the chapter is more about alcoholism. On page thirty-seven, the fourth paragraph, our behavior is absurd. And we're reading and commenting on that one paragraph. Chris M, could you read for us, please?
4: Thanks so much. Uh thanks for your service. This is Chris M from Ontario, Canada, and that's Chris with a K. Um our behavior is as absurd and incomprehensible with respect to the first drink as that of an individual with a passion, say for jaywalking. He gets a thrill out of skipping in front of fast-moving vehicles. He enjoys himself for a few years in spite of friendly warnings. Up to this point, you, will label, you would label him as a foolish chap having queer ideas of fun. Luck. Then deserts him and he is slightly injured several times in succession. You would expect him, if he were normal, to cut it out. Presently, he is hit again and this time has a fractured skull. Within a week after leaving the hospital, a fast moving trolley car breaks his arm. He tells you he has decided to stop jaywalking for good, but in a few weeks, he breaks both legs. So this uh, This chapter, uh, really shows, shows me the progression of the disease and, um, takes me back to, you know, when, when I was younger and, and I thought that I could handle, um, you know, playing around with, um, with different behaviors so I could indulge in my, uh, eating and, uh, you know, binge, binge type behaviors and then restrict. And it was, it was fine, you know, and and I have, um, he gets a thrill out of skipping in front of fast moving vehicles. I have thrill circled and that really stands out because really, I mean, that's what, uh, for me, the thrill of, um, the thrill of, of the, at least at the, the beginning, right. Getting that, um, getting that thrill out of um, engaging in the substance and the behavior um, and a lot and getting away with it because at the beginning, you you know, you can, I was able to get away with it without it showing up on my body um, and without causing too much uh, mental harm. But then before I, you know, before I knew it, even though I was being warned by loving family and doctors and professionals that uh i was playing with fire i didn't listen it took me you know being injured you know i didn't maybe didn't get a fractured skull but i had other uh health issues and uh and i mean that is that's what happens with this progression it just uh just gets worse and worse over time and you try to stop when you think that you you can just like this guy he decides to stop jaywalking for good, but in a few weeks he has, uh, he breaks both legs. So um, it's, a, it's a good reminder to me today about the progression of the disease and, and a reminder of uh, focusing on the solution and the solution is uh, a spiritual solution and following the instructions in this uh, in this book and, you know, working my steps and staying connected and getting out of self because the self like the jaywalker and being stuck in the disease is, uh, is what will kill me and what will get me nowhere. It will get me extremely, uh, extremely damaged and not where I want to be. So I'm thankful. uh, I'm thankful for this book and that there is a solution and that I just need to focus on, solution working my steps and and really staying connected to my higher power and i do that through my meetings and um, my prayer my meditation and and being connected to all of you so um, thank you so much for being able to do service and thank you for everyone else who did service and who's there here today and with that i pass thank you
0: thank you chris the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask... To share their experience. Janet, May share their experience. A.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Can
0: you hold on, please, and I'll just finish reading. Thank you so much. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please, say your name just once as it does help me here, everybody. Who would like to share? And I already heard Janice PM. E.
6: Okay.
7: Christina so, J. Shana- B.
0: Shanna C
6: Santa H.
0: Oh. Okay. I heard A. Jan- Thank you. I heard Janice PM, Dara L, Christina J. Lisa B, Santa H. Who did I miss, please?
5: Shanna C,
8: Toby K, Susan Great. A. Great,
0: thank you We have our lineup John. now. <laughs> i tell you who I heard, and we'll catch everybody in the next round. Jan PM, Dara L, Sasina K, Lisa B, Santa H, Shanna C., Toby K., and Susan A. Janice P.M., please start us off. Good morning.
9: Well, good morning to you, Lisa, and I'm so sorry. Please accept my apologies for being so rude going over you. I didn't hear you. But anyway, um, yes, my name is Janice P.M., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, the jaywalker. Okay, here's another illustration of what the writers want me to identify with. Well, identify with? I I wouldn't uh, identify with a jaywalker. He's crazy. He really is. Where is he crazy? It says here our behavior. That means the people that are reading this book must have a problem. You know, with alcoholism, compulsive overeating, and yeah, our behavior, my thoughts, my thoughts, my actions—all action is born in thought. And yes, I am as crazy and thinking like the jaywalker in my compulsive in my past compulsive overeating. You know, it was ridiculous to know. You know that yeah maybe I'm a little bit compulsive overeating, but I knew that I wasn't a little bit pregnant. But with this disease, this is what it was telling me. I was it was ridiculous, absurd, ridiculous. Um, you know, as uh, as as a oh, I don't know what as, but as a compulsive overeater, with respect to oh well, I know I can't have one, but you know I'm better now. And, I'm, and my thinking gives all kinds of excuses because as I took that first bite, I got a thrill. I, it, it, it kind of solved my problem, so I thought that it would solve my restlessness, my irritability, my, and it would give me ease and comfort. And that was a thrill until the thrill and the consequences didn't work for me anymore. You know, I had all kinds of reasons, all kinds of alibis, all kinds of excuses that really meant a lot to me. Um, so all these things that, all these actions that the jaywalker is doing, um, I did with, with my eating. I would have euphoria. I, uh, I was felt excited when this thought came into me. Oh, I think I can just have a piece of that. And uh, these queer ideas, oh my goodness, I mean, how can they, you know, progressive, I, I could see, the, I could feel, I knew the progression was getting worse, you know, in the, in the beginning, consequences, yeah, okay, you gain 10 pounds, and you say, well, I can do something about this, and then you do, but then you don't, and then it gets I'm worse, sure. yes, of course, thank you so much. So, he knows all the dangers, I knew all the dangers. But guess what? I could not stop the obsession in my head. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you, Janice PM. Dara L, it's your turn, followed by Christina J. Good morning, Dara.
1: Uh good morning. Uh, Thanks so much. Oh, oops, is someone come else
10: introducing themselves? No, I thought that uh, my my name is Terry L, and I thought she got me, and and she said the wrong name, so I guess not.
11: Okay, all right, great. <laughs> so I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. I live in uh, Philadelphia, and oh, the Jaywalker is me, and I and I love him, and he's ridiculous and absurd, and I love myself, and I'm ridiculous and absurd. Um. So today, the the first drink really stood out to me because I think it's there's an acknowledgement in this paragraph that I never noted before that, um, you know, it really is acknowledging the allergy of the body that gets activated once I take that first compulsive bite or purge or whatever it is. Um, but like, why do I even do that? And for me with the jaywalker, what stands out about the illustration is that, This is describing both an internal and external experience, at least is how I understand it, right? Like, so people look at me from the outside and they're, and they're going, what are you doing? Like, why? If you have all these experiences, if you keep getting injured, if you keep going in and out of hospitals, you know, if you're almost lose your colon, I've had, you know, multiple health issues as a result of this, like, why do you continue to do what you're doing? Like, give it up, because all they can see are the consequences. But for me, what I know, you know, when I'm in active addiction, is that the only thing that makes life worth living for me, the only thing that gives me a thrill, that makes me feel alive, that gives, you know, that, that takes away the inner unmanageability and the irritability for like, you know, a few seconds or a day or whatever it is is that food? Is that binging, that purging, that starving and overexercising? And so I, you know, as an active addict suffer from this split self, because on the one hand, I can see that I'm doing things that are going to kill me and I don't want to necessarily die. But on the other hand, being alive, I feel like I'm dying without the rush and the thrill of food. And Um, But then, you know, the problem being once I take that first compulsive bite, once I stick my fingers down my throat for the first time or whatever, like I cannot stop. And so the disease takes hold of me and I get hijacked and I'm in this, you know, this unbreakable pattern. And I remember one of my dear friends who died of a heroin overdose telling me, you know, that addiction is what's fun in the beginning becomes habit and then habit becomes necessity. And the addict keeps coming back trying to get back to fun. And so for me, like the only reason that I'm able to live a recovered life today is that I no longer suffer from that split consciousness. I don't want to do the things that are killing me. So it's not like I have any more willpower today or any more, you know, whatever, like, I don't know, like awareness of the consequences that's keeping me stopped. But somehow the wiring inside of me has gotten rearranged as a result of working these steps and continuing to work them so that I, I no longer perceive the things that lead me to death as the only way to really feel fully alive. And I don't even understand how that happened, but today I deeply relate to the jaywalker. I am the jaywalker, and something inside of me has changed from the inside out so that I, I no longer crave uh, suicidal eating. So anyways, with that, I'll pass, and thanks so much.
8: Hi, Shalisha, please. I'd like to share
0: Thank you. We've got a lineup right now. Thank you, Dara L. Christina J., it's your turn, followed by Lisa B. Good morning, Christina.
7: Morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of North Carolina. I finally got that right. Um, Yeah, so to me, this guy's making the ultimate sacrifice uh, by continuing to put his life on the line because he wants a thrill. Like Dara said, he wants a rush. I wanted the rush of the food. It, to me, I didn't have anything else for most of my life. It was delicious, it was exciting. The problem was the uh, consequences, like this guy. You know, he, all kinds of things are happening to him. And as the years went on, all kinds of things happened to me. My body started getting sicker and sicker. Uh, my stomach started giving massive, massive issues. I'm still recovering from those today, but I am recovering. Um, and yet I made the ultimate sacrifice a couple of weeks ago. When I walked into a store and decided, uh, I don't even know if it was me that decided, I don't know what decided, but I walked right to the shit and I started eating it. And that was the ultimate sacrifice, not thinking about the suffering, the the damage I was going to do to my delicate stomach lining and all the, the things I've suffered in the past. Now, what is that? To me, like, the disease has such a damn ego. It has an effing ego. You can do this this time. You can get back. I mean, that's an ego. Is that me? No, I know. After all my years in this program, I know what's going to happen. But the ego comes in, floods my mind. Um, I have a pattern that I've had all my life. It's the food when I'm irritable, restless, discontent, when my life is turned up someday, uh, upside down, you know. Uh, You know, I'm going to die someday. I know that. I'm 63, coming up on 64. I am facing the last, you know, maybe the last half of my life, maybe the last quarter, maybe the last day, I don't know. But I want God more than I want the food. A lot of people talk about uh, normies talk about, well, you got to have that last, you know, Sunday right on your deathbed, that uh, banana split Sunday, and all that. I don't want that. I don't want to go out in the food. I want to go out thinking about God and being being the closest I've ever been. And how do I do that? How do I get there? Because I'm not there yet. I'm not a sage. But I sure would like to be a sage. I would like to not be bothered when someone gets in my, up in my face be able to pray for them as I'm standing there rather than feeling all my buttons pushed. How do I do that? This program has taught me how to do that. Uh, I don't do it perfectly, and it's a day-by-day. Day. You know, I told my husband the other day, I mean, something really pissed me off the other day, and I'm like, I am not anywhere near being emotionally recovered. I am, <laughs> But I get to practice. All those things that come my way, those button pushers, they're from God as far as I'm concerned because he's showing me where I'm still stuck, he's showing me where I'm still stuck. You know, I used to drive down the freeway in L.A. as I was going back and forth <clears throat> doing music, and I'd have bags and boxes of shit in the car driving 90 miles an hour with everybody else. Oh, boy, was that an ultimate sacrifice. But my ego, oh, I can I can eat and, not, and drive and I... not have a wreck. You know, so this is like – he's doing an ultimate sacrifice here and i've done that over and over and i don't want to do it anymore and this 12-step program helps me not to do that anymore thank you so much for letting me share and i pass
0: thank you christina j lisa b it's your turn followed by santa h good morning lisa
12: oh good morning lynn thank you so much for your service um, and for everyone that's doing service my name is lisa b And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Um, He talks about, he gets a thrill. Well, for me, you know, for so many years, it was recreation. It was fun. But what occurred to me this morning is, you know, I I stopped maturing. I stopped growing. I stopped learning how to deal with life because, um, you know, I was using something to anesthetize myself. And I remember... You know, a few years before I got recovered, my husband saying to me, you know, why do you have to eat like that? And I used to compulsively shop and compulsively eat together. I would go online on the computer. And he said, why do you have to shop like that? Why do you have to eat like that? And I said, it's the only thing that gives me enjoyment, you know. And that's what starts to happen to me. I get hollowed out. I become empty and hollow and it doesn't even satisfy me anymore and then i also thought this morning about how i used to think i got away with it because i didn't show it on my body but i wasn't getting away with it because of the um emotional craziness and the harm that i would do others the moodiness i was convinced that if my job were different if my childhood were different if my husband were different if my house were different if my career you know anything were different I wouldn't be this way I was such a blamer a blame machine Um, I'm so grateful for this way of life and I was thinking about the supernatural power that I needed to get into my heart and change my heart and how my heart continues to change but how I'm still confronted with today learning lessons that I didn't learn years ago when I was you know at the age I probably could have learned it but learning it now in my late 50s on the job it's an on-the-job training <laughs> that's what I'm going through in life on the job training and it's difficult sometimes it's very difficult it's hard and these are lessons that I'm learning like not getting my way um, but that maybe people learn at a younger age when they're not addicts and alcoholics and compulsive overeaters what a wonderful way of life though and to have this relationship with God, my creator, and to have a love for this power and a healthy respect for the supernatural power in my life and how much I need it, and it feeds me. And today, the food is not the recreation. Like, life is recreation. Time with my husband, time on the job is recreation. Time with you guys, time in the quiet. I used to never be able to sit still. Anyways, I'm so grateful to be here and to have this way of life and to learn and learn and grow. I pass.
7: Thank
0: you, Lisa B. Santa H., it's your turn, followed by Shanna C. Please go ahead, Santa.
6: Thank you. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Santa H. I am a grateful compulsive overeater, living in a solution one day at a time, calling in from New Jersey. I'm grateful to be here, and I am just filled with so much gratitude today. Um, when I read this, I remember there was a time when I did not understand this. It made no sense to me because I was reading it literally and I was not able to identify it. And then there came a time from hearing it on this meeting, reading it with my sponsor. Over time, I understood what this meant and um, and had chills go through my body and guilt written um, because it was me. And I am so grateful today that. This is not me today. I am just so grateful for that. And you know, the behavior was absurd. You know, as I look back at it now, and it wasn't a thrill for me. Um, I, I look at the pain um, that caused me physically, emotionally, and spiritually from killing myself with food, and um, and the results of that. It's just. Listen, it just isn't a wonderful place to be at, and um, and when he said having a queer idea of fun, that was a little bit delusion. It was not fun. I thought of that. It was my way of just 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 running away from problems, running away from life, and like the like the doctor's opinion says. My problems are just piling up on me as I was living in this illusion and wasn't willing to face, wasn't willing to face reality. And so I am grateful where it says here, you would expect him if he were normal. No, I'm not normal. And I'm grateful that I'm not normal. I'm so grateful that I have the disease of compulsive overeating because I would not be in recovery. I would not be on the path that I am today. I would not be so close to a power greater than myself and have such a wonderful connection that I I don't desire to eat. Um I, I just don't. And, you know, one day at a time. And um, I don't want to forget that. And thank you all for for allowing me to share. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Santa H. Shanna C., it's your turn, followed by Toby K. Good morning, Shanna.
5: Good morning. This is Shanna C from Tennessee. Thank you so much for your service and everyone who shared. Um, two things that just really jump out at me are the words absurd, incredible, and tragic. Um, I, you know, for years I, I would I would never have thought my behavior absurd because everybody does it. I mean, look at the amount of people that are on diets in the in the United States and all of the things that people do and go through to pay. I mean, that didn't seem absurd. I mean, people are literally trying to improve their health. Um, And then incredible is like, you know, all of the things that, you know, the the willing to go to any length and pay whatever we need to pay to go on this diet or, or whatever. And then tragic is like for someone like me who really, really meant well in the moment, meant to eat that big salad and be full on it, meant to not eat that whatever it was that came after that because it looked so good because my mind said I could handle you know half a piece of this whatever and then I end up eating nearly the entire thing and literally doing physical damage to my stomach and it'll never go back I mean I mean it, that's I if i man if I could have been normal and just ate a normal serving size of things and not thought about it, put it down. Or or if I could have, you know, it been okay with my body the way it was, maybe a little heavy, but, it, you know, doctor's okay with it, be happy in my own skin, I would not be here. To see, the problem with me and the compulsive overeating and the food and all of that is, see, when I got here, I wasn't, like, eating to quell all these problems. You know, I, I was not aware. I was not aware of how in depth in depth into this I was. I when I honestly wanted to, when I found I could not quit eating the way that I was entirely, or if when eating I found I had little control of the amount I took. And I realized by reading this book and identifying with you people that I was suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer and it wasn't my fault that my body reacted to food the way that it did. But there was help. I wasn't looking for an effect. I was just trying to control it and be normal. I was just trying to not feel so bad. And every time it got worse, I wanted to be better, but I couldn't, didn't have the power. But the cool thing is, is that's what this book is about, is enable us to find that power, the power that enables me to not convulsive overeat. You know, um, and that's what the steps are about. And I'm so grateful that you guys were here when I needed you and I could identify And show me how to get to that power so that I could live an abstinent, you know, life. And I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. More energy than I've ever felt. And I'm older than I've ever been. It's a miracle for me. And I would be lying if I said otherwise. Thank you, God. And thank you, the vision for you. That's it. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Shanesee. And just before we continue with our lineup, for those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we're continuing our study of the big book in the chat more about alcoholism. We're on page 37, the fourth one, our behavior is absurd. So we'll Shall continue we with our lineup and then I'll take more names. So, Toby Kaye, it's your turn, followed by Susan A. Good morning, Toby.
8: Hi, Toby Kaye, calling from Long Island, New York. Um, yeah, thank you for calling on me. I uh I just got back from Israel and um uh I could really relate to a lot of these things. Uh the paragraph. First of all, I did try to jaywalk uh while I was in Israel, which was really absurd. I was um looking the wrong way and I didn't see any cars. But then um I looked the other way, and I saw a train coming. And I said, "Oh my God, what is wrong with me?" Uh, After dashing away, and thank you God for taking care of me, that uh, nothing happened. Uh, So um, I'm constant, and this trip also, like I was constantly uh, playing with fire, even with the food on the plane and. Knowing that um, probably these foods are not good for me, and I did bring food, but it was warm, it was cozy, I was in a stressful situation, but it wasn't good for me. And I did have food with me, but uh, my ego is lying to me, oh, maybe you could have it, it's okay, try it out, but it wasn't okay. So eventually, I really did have to resort to the food that I brought, which didn't look as exciting as the food on the plane. It was just plain food and it was frozen uh reheated uh, kosher meal and uh I couldn't eat any any of the any of it so um, I really related to this paragraph: my ego really needs. Um, to be reduced, I have to get back to discipline, and I appreciate uh, for let I appreciate you for letting me share my pass.
0: Thank you, Toby K. Susan A. It's your turn, followed by Terry L. Please go ahead, Susan. Hi, Lynn. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you you for your service My name is Susan A And I'm from Pennsylvania And I'm recovered And when I used to read The Jay Walker story uh, Over the years in OA I would look at it And say this is ridiculous It's absurd Nobody would do those things But since then I've learned that uh, absurdity Can be used as a literary device To make a point and the other factor is this is not that extreme It's when I look at my own behavior in and out of the disease. And I'll give you a couple examples. One is uh, after my first pregnancy, I went out after a month and I had had a C-section and started playing tennis. And at one point I tripped and broke the bone under my big toe, which is the sesamoid bone that had to eventually be removed. Another example is I would bear down very hard on my food and eat fast. And I was eating at that point raw almonds and uh, raw carrots. And one day I was bearing down eating a lot of these things, and um, I felt something hard in my mouth. It was my tooth. I had broken my tooth. Another example, and my one of my sponsors taught me that when we are not abstinent, we're not in our right minds. And uh, an example was, I was walking up wooden stairs up to my house and I slipped on black ice and I was holding a venti Starbucks in my left hand and my cell phone ironically talking to my sponsor in my right hand. I slammed the right side of my head against this wooden rail and suffered a concussion and it's resulted in short-term memory loss permanently. The last example is colonoscopy. I hated the prep, so I delayed and didn't follow medical device uh, advice. Excuse me. Um, And I ultimately did get the colonoscopy and I had developed polyps, which had to be surgically removed. So, um, my form of insanity is self-destruction, and since I've been abstinent entirely and recovered for almost a year, I am, I've now began to put these destructive behaviors in place, not use them, and to experience sanity around the food and life, which has resulted in joy, not chaos. So I thank you so much for your service, Lynn, and for everyone on the line. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Susan
0: A. Terry L., it's your turn. Good morning, Terry.
10: Good morning, everybody. Um, Yes, uh, you know, the more um, I was listening to everybody, um, it just uh, reminds me of, So long ago when I was really back and forth into the, into the food. Um, And, and, you know, I think, I think now it's sort of like um, if I don't keep coming to the meetings, it's sort of like, I, I forget where I came from. You know, it's really important for me to keep on coming because I, even when reading this now it's like i have such compassion for myself and also for people it's it's almost this this is a very serious illness it's really i mean it, look at the guy i mean we 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 could die you know and i see people all around me doing doing just that you know and and the more i think of it and my family you know so i i really um it brings out a lot of compassion and understanding for this this terrible illness I hate to say disease it is a disease, but um that we we share and um you know it it doesn't go away, it doesn't go away. it's just lurking there, waiting for us, just waiting for us to get to get you know to get us. So um, we always have to be vigilant, always have to be vigilant. And, um, you know, I can relate to what everybody was saying this morning. It's just, um, I don't know, I just see people around me, you know, in my family that it seems like they are killing themselves, you know. And there's nothing I could do except walk the walk that I'm doing you know and they've seen it for so many years and i just got to not have fear that they are going to die you know just uh, you know just keep on going the way i'm going and uh have faith and everybody has their own um their own road to travel so um that's what i i need to share so thank you for calling on me thank you
0: Thank
10: some, you. Um,
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah. The line is now Alicia. open on what we just read. Although we value, okay. your we ask. Hi, could you just hang on for a second, please, and I'll just finish the script. Thank you. Uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day, so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please, say your name just once, as it does Alicia. help
13: you.
0: Who would like to share?
2: Lovely.
13: Pamela, Pamela D. from Pennsylvania. Linda D. Louise D. Wendy. From New York. Darian
14: K. Okay, Wendy let me tell you, you know. You, you know what?
8: I, I, I've been trying since the beginning. Linda D.
0: Louise and Darian K. Okay, that's our lineup now. Russ M, could you go ahead, please?
15: All right, sorry about that, Lynn. Uh, I'll make it quick. Um, Russ M, recover compulsive reader from PA. Um, when I when I hear to Jay Walker, you know, um, I'm thinking like right now, I have a health issue, right? And I don't know what's going to happen. It could be good. Could be, you know, I might not be here. I might be here. Whatever. Who, who knows? But if you told me in the in the in the heart of my in the dregs in the, in the most uh, messed up point of my lowest point of my addiction that I would have these problems because of what I was doing, I would have wanted to stop, but I wouldn't have stopped because I was sick in the head just like did uh, Jay Walker, and I kept going back. And that that's the gist of it. I couldn't stop. Only God could get me out of the gym. And, um, you know, there's ego in there, but there's also disease in there, too. It's a, it's a terrible mix. And now I'm going to be paying for it, and I'm sure a lot of – we all do. You know, it's like we, we try to stop. Just can't. So that's that's what I identified with this uh, with this um this paragraph in the Jaywalker. I just couldn't stop and the guard's help. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Russ M. Linda D, it's your turn, followed by Louise. Please go ahead, Linda.
13: Hi everybody, it's Linda D from Connecticut. I am... Um I've had the worst couple days. If I told you the stuff that happened in this facility where I am right now, I'm here because uh, my house needs repairs so I can go back home. Um, it's not because I nose-dived into pizza. Um, not that I didn't think of it. I'm human. It's tough to be human. Is it great to be human? It is great to be human. It's also a pain in the ass. Um and the stuff that's happened, I, I won't even go into it because, and the gist of it is, when you're in a facility, a hospital of some kind, which I've never been a patient in years and years, uh, till now, uh, your your life is in the hands of other people, and they decide the food and your behavior, and and it just gets really scary and hairy, and uh, sometimes very ugly. And somebody was talking about, um, and, it, and it also gets great. There are fabulous people here, really wonderful people. The AIDS hold the whole thing together. So kind. Um, and I think what I'm trying to say is I'm human. I'm a jaywalker because I'm human. People try to get away with shit. Everybody does. It's just that I have a fatal disease. and. So what happened this morning is um, the kindness of someone who brought me supplies that I really desperately, desperately needed. Um, we're talking underpants here. Holy crap. Uh, literally. Um, what I'm trying to say beside getting graphic is that I'm so grateful for the kindness of people, for the love, the, the God love that comes through people. It's just, and God is so wonderful. Why would I fool around? Because I'm human. And so at three in the morning, I said to God, is it okay to have a couple of these oranges that someone had kindly brought to me? And I, I waited to hear. Because better than anything is my relationship with God. It is so fantastic, it is so worth it why would I risk that because I'm a jaywalker I have a a disease that is founded in self hatred, maybe yours isn't but mine is and I am so grateful to have God's love and your love to get well to get really really well because to outside people I look so healthy and I am because I surrendered. Thank you, I pass.
0: Thank you, Linda D. Louise, it's your turn, followed by Darian Kay. And can we have the initial of your last name, please, Louise?
14: Yes, hi everybody. This is Louise D. uh, Recovering One Day at a Time in New York. Um, I so identify with the Jay Walker. Um, For me, um, my cars, that I get hit by, my um, fire engine, buses, trains. Uh, You know, coming into this program, I came in with so many illnesses from my eating, you know, hypertension, type 2 diabetes, um, hypothyroidism, fatty liver disease. And if you overeat proteins, I got that disease too, Gout. And here I am, you know, the jaywalker. Uh, each illness, you know, um, didn't always get me to stop until I came in in full-blown metabolic uh, syndrome. And that's those are my cars, trained. That's me as the jaywalker, having a healthcare background in a profession should have known better. But this illness is uh, a, it's, it is a disease, and and those are that's me as the jaywalker. And for today, thank God, through my higher power, this program, I'm recovering. You know, I I am turning my food over, my my inventory over. When I'm disturbed, I'm doing my 10 steps. I'm not allowing that emotional buildup that makes me want to step out into the street and get hit by the car or the bus or whatever's coming, the fire engine. You know, and just through one day at a time, doing what I need to do to recover. Um, I'm I'm feeling so much better, even getting in the pool and doing my swimming. Um, You know, I I feel like it's a privilege to turn my food over, turn my inventories over, do them even when I may not want to, because if I leave that buildup, I'll get the emotional twist, and there's the street, and I want to walk out today. I want to one day at a time Um, rely on my higher power use the tools of this program and just stop you know the jaywalking one day at a time through know, the help of all you guys and I'm so grateful thank you for letting me share
0: thank you Louise D. Darian Kay it's your turn please go ahead
16: oh good morning Lynn can you hear me okay thank you yes um, so good morning everybody. I'm Darian Kay and the Berkshires in Massachusetts in the western part of the state. Um just so grateful to be with all of you um this morning. Um, you know, I was thinking I I I go into Boston every couple of months um with my boyfriend, to uh, Mouse General, and you know, we cross streets and um you know, there's a button that you press and um before you before you cross. And when you press it, it says in a really rude voice, "Wait, it doesn't even say it like like nice so softly like, "Wait, it's like, wait <laughs> um and so it made me think like that you know that button is you know that that voice is saying, Wait because you don't cross the street, you don't jaywalk in traffic, you know you wait for the cars to pass, and the little guy that's walking uh to come up on the you know, the the screen there, um, and then that's your turn to walk. Otherwise, it is not your turn. Um, And so I can relate. I can relate on many levels um, with regard to, you know, before program, just like people said, trying to get away with things, ooh, like, you know, um, well, if I, you know, eat the most I can just before I go to the diet program and get weighed in, you know, then that will be okay, you know, Uh, or just after, I should say, like the the longest time before I have to go back. Um, Or, um, you know, not telling somebody that I ate this and that and the other thing, you know, because I was too ashamed. Um, So if they don't know, if I don't tell them, they don't know, that kind of silly game. Um, Just lots of silly games we play with ourselves to, you know, justify um, this disease um, in our minds, that we're okay and not crazy. (laughs) um, Just put the food down and you'll realize, crazy, Um, you know, this is is about just being crazy with the food and and making very odd decisions about our health and well-being. And so for today, thank you, God, thank you, God, I know what I need to do. Um, There's certain things I need to do, behaviors I need to to look at. Um, Measuring my food, for instance, is very important to me. I don't know boundaries and quantities. Um, and Certain foods, crunchy, salty, (laughs) that's something that uh, I identified as being um, lethal for me. So, um, you know, it's a personal program. We work it the way we need to work it, but we need to be honest. Honesty is... (sighs) What it's all about. And then, you know, taking this to our higher power, taking it a day at a time. Doesn't matter how long we've been in this program, uh, we can lose it in the blink of an eye. And so I take that very seriously and um, I'm so grateful, grateful to be with all of you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Darian Kay. And thank you to everyone who shared. And thank you to our tremendous team Thursday. Marge E, Sarah M, Chris M, Martha Z, Reva P, Shanna C, and Chris G. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for this morning's meeting, Thursday, October 27th, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 19567. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Martha Zedd, would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Lynn. This
17: is Martha Z, recovered compulsive overeater from outside of Philadelphia. Good morning, my friends. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.